This is the World War II Radio Podcast. A date which will live in infamy. This is London. We shall fight in the hills. We shall never surrender. Go ahead, Berlin. This is the National Broadcasting Company. Welcome to the World War II Radio Podcast. The goal of this podcast is to deliver radio broadcasts as you would have heard them 80 years ago during the days of World War II. Our episodes are a mix of entertainment, news, and other information. You'll hear each episode as close to the original date as possible, some additional bonus episodes thrown in that include related content. This week, our episode features two segments. The first is a short December 16, 1940 CBS News report from Elmer Davis. Our second segment is Seventh Heaven the December 15th, 1940 episode of the Screen Guild Theater, starring Tyrone Power. The Screen Guild Theater aired on CBS from 1939 to 1952. The movie stars who appeared on the program waived their appearance fees, with payments instead benefiting the Motion Picture Relief Fund. The World War II Radio Podcast is a Brick Pickle Media production. If you enjoy the show, please leave feedback on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Now, on to this week's episode. 8.55 Eastern Time, and Columbia and its affiliated stations bring you Elmer Davis and the news. The British have officially asked the United States government for financial assistance, according to reports in Washington today, which high officials of the administration would not deny. The details are not known, but it is believed the British have not asked for a loan but merely for some guarantee that they can go on buying American war materials when their own available resources are used up. Representative Saul Bloom, chairman of the House Foreign Affairs Committee, has proposed to introduce legislation to repeal the present bans on such action. And even the isolationist Senator Taft said that he would support such action when the time comes, and that he thought, as Governor Landon suggested the other day, that an outright gift would be better than loans. Mrs. Roosevelt also said today at her press conference that it was about time we started to give something and that to call it a loan would be unrealistic. Meanwhile, Defense Commissioner Knudsen wrote to all members of the machine tool industry urging faster deliveries because of what he called the terrible urgency of the situation. And he asked manufacturers to remind their workers that every hour or minute saved by greater efficiency will help the country arm that much faster. The president returned from Warm Springs this afternoon and went into conference with Secretary of State Hull, Undersecretary Wells, and Norman Davis, chairman of the Red Cross. But there is still no indication whether or not he will address the country on defense problems and the war situation. Overseas, the British are still pressing back the Italians on Libyan territory. Saloum, the last town in Egypt, and Fort Capuzzo, just across the frontier, were taken today while Bardia, the Libyan port, which is presumably the next British objective, was heavily bombed. The British claim that in Saturday night's air raid on Naples, they made five hits on cruisers and destroyers. The Italians have admitted one cruiser damaged and a small vessel sunk. In Albania, reports from the Yugoslav frontier that the Greeks have taken Kimara and Tepelani are not borne out by the Greek communique, which mentions only local operations successfully executed on various parts of the front. Blizzards in the mountains have caused the armies plenty of inconvenience, but have not stopped the fighting. 
The Greeks have apparently made some advances in the north, but one Italian post on a mountaintop near Lake Ocreta is still holding out and seems to be giving them plenty of trouble. Heavy fog over the English Channel appears to have hampered the German Air Force tonight, for while a few planes have been over England, there are no heavy raids reported from anywhere. It is now announced that Sheffield was the town that got the worst of it last night, but the attack was nothing like so formidable as the big one last week. Berlin was raided twice last night. The Germans at first claimed that the British dropped only leaflets, but eventually admitted damage to a railroad, a subway, and also to some apartment houses and hospitals. Kiel, Bremen, and Frankfurt were also attacked by the British. From a western British port, it is announced tonight that all on board the torpedoed liner Western Prince have been landed safely. This was the ship that carried the Canadian Minister of Munitions and his staff. Otto Abetz, German ambassador to France, arrived in Vichy this evening, accompanied by a number of technical experts and by an armed guard of German soldiers. Presumably, he is to find out just what the dismissal of Laval and appointment of Flandin is all about, and to report to Hitler, which suggests that Hitler may not be entirely satisfied with Marshal Pétain's explanation. Government spokesmen in Berlin today pointed out that Germany and France are not yet at peace, but that their relations are regulated by an armistice whose terms might have to be re-examined. This led to speculation in Switzerland that the Germans might now intend to occupy all of France. In Berlin, this was called the sheerest nonsense, but the Berlin spokesman this morning certainly did convey the impression that Germany was not too well pleased with the change in the French government and that something might have to be done about it. In London, it is announced tonight that Scotland Yard has discovered an extensive communist plot to stir up labor disputes in British factories and to spread defeatism and discontent in London air raid shelters. Only last night, Ernest Bevan, the British Minister of Labor, who had been heckled by communists when speaking at Glasgow, warned Russia against interference in British internal affairs. It is believed in London that one main purpose of this communist agitation is to try to soften up British public opinion for the new peace offensive which is expected from Hitler sometime this winter. In the Far East, the border skirmishing between French Indochina and Thailand still goes on. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. Tyrone Power, Annabella. The Gulf Screen Guild Theater. Your host and director of the star's own theater, Roger Pryor. Good evening, everyone. Your neighborhood good Gulf dealer and the Gulf Oil Companies invite you to spend another evening with us here in the Gulf Screen Guild Theater. We think you'll like the show we have for you tonight because our stars are Annabella and Tyrone Power. You'll hear them in one of the most beautiful love stories ever told, Seventh Heaven. This story has been adapted for radio by Harry Cronman. Annabella and Tyrone, like all the famous stars who appear here in the Gulf Theater, are donating their talents so that in return, Gulf can give generously to the Motion Picture Relief Fund. And the fund, you know, provides the necessities of life for any person in the picture industry who may be unable to provide for himself. It's a great work, and Gulf is proud to be a part of it. That applause, ladies and gentlemen, is for Annabella and Tyrone Power. 
who have just entered the Gulf stage and have taken their places before the Gulf microphone. And now, Frank Tours cues Oscar Bradley's Gulf Orchestra in the opening theme, and we present Seventh Heaven, starring Tyrone Powell as Chico and Annabella as Diane. Paris of 1914, gay boulevards, laughter and lights, but hidden from the tourists' eyes are the dark and shabby slums. And in this section, there's no street more gloomy, more crooked or more ugly than a narrow little alley called the Sock. It's a street of brutal tempers, flashing knives, a street of sudden, sharp alarms, a street that takes its pleasure at a tawdry, cheap cafe, mockingly called the Hole in the Sock. Not far from the cafe, we find Chico. Chico the sewer man, who works in the dark all day beneath the streets of Paris. Seated on the curb, he's eating his supper. Sausage, a bit of cheese, an onion, and some good red wine. And he's dreaming of a far-off day when his great ambition may be realized, to be a street cleaner. Father Chevillon, ancient and benign, who is passing by, stops to speak to Chico. Good evening, Chico. Good evening, citizen priest. I haven't seen you at church in a long time, my son. You want to know why, Father Chevillon? Because I've become an atheist. An atheist? Not really. Well, I'm delighted to know that, Chico. Huh? I've always wanted to get my hands on a thoroughgoing atheist. You, uh, are thoroughgoing, aren't you? Certainly. I'm a very remarkable fellow. Good. Now, just why are you an atheist? Did you ever give religion a chance? Naturally, the Lord himself couldn't ask for a fairer test. What was that test? I went to the cathedral and bought the largest candle they had. It cost six francs. Six francs? Then I asked God to make me a street cleaner so I could do my work up here in the fresh air among people. And what happened? Well, what? Nothing at all. Oh. And then I wanted something else. Ah? Uh-huh. I lit another candle for six francs more. What was that one for? I wanted a wife. Oh. Oh, not just any kind of a wife. A remarkable fellow like me needs a remarkable wife. Well, anyway, almost as remarkable. I see. Did the Lord answer that wish? No more than he did the first one. So you see, he owes me 12 francs. That's why I'm an atheist. What is that? Trouble again at the hole in the sock. Isn't that one of the cafe girls? Yes, and what a beating she's getting. We must stop that, Chico. Why, cafe girls are all alike. Lying, cheating, getting men drunk, and then robbing them. Chico, she's running this way. I will take it right away. I'll take it back to my house. Just a minute now. Stay out of this, Chico. Stand aside, Wait a minute. No, let go of me. I'll let you go. Head first into the sewer. Oh, no, no, not in the sewer. Very well, then. Will you promise not... Yes, 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 I promise anything. That's better. There. Now, listen. If you ever abuse this girl again, I'll come after you and cut out your gizzard. Oh, no, no, no. Now, get out of here. Yes, yes, yes. Quick. Run, Chico. Oh, what did I do that for? You were like a lion, Chico. So fast and strong. I don't know why I did it. It was a good deed, Chico. You'll get your reward in heaven. Ha! Now about that candle you burned. The one for the job of street cleaner. I'll write a note on this card. Note? Why? 
If you take it tomorrow to the commissioner, God will make you a street cleaner. What? Yes. And here is a small gift. Two silver medals of St. John and St. Agnes to protect you from danger on your new job. But why do you do this, Father? I, I'm still an atheist, you know. Oh, are you? Well, <laughs> I think, Chico, that the Lord has a sense of humor. And the joke is on you. Oh, is it? He still owes me six francs for the second candle. Well, does he? Well, good night, my dear. Good night, Chico. Hey, hey, wait. You mean for my six francs the Lord has sent me this frowsy kitten, this cafe mouse? I won't take her, do you hear me? I won't. Hold on, stop that. No, no, let me go. Put down that knife. No. Drop it, I say. There, that's better. Shame on you, trying to kill yourself with the very knife I use for my supper. You can't stop me. I'll go in for myself in the river. Go ahead. See if I care. Go on. Jump in the river. I will. I will. I want to die. I think you would. Hey. Hey, hey, wait. Wait, I tell you. Where do you think you're going? Oh, please. Leave me alone. That's what I should do. I don't even know why I came after you. Why do you want to take your life? I've had enough of it. That woman who was beating you, she owns the cafe? Yes. She's my sister. Well, why don't you run away from her? Where would I go? You could get a job. You could find some fellow who'd... Uh, who'd well, marry me? Who'd want a cafe girl? You don't like it in there, do you? Oh, no. That's why she whipped me. One of the men, he tried to kiss me. I threw some wine in his face. Well, if you did that, you're not really bad. What's your name? Bian. My name's Chico. Chico? I'm really a very remarkable fellow. Chico what? Just Chico, your friend. My friend? Yes, I know I'll regret it, but I can't help it. Oh, the gendarme. Don't be afraid. Just a moment, please. Aren't you the girl who caused the trouble at the cafe? No, no, she isn't. I'm not talking to you. Where do you work, mademoiselle? I... I have no work. Come along. Wait. You can't arrest her. Be quiet. But I tell you, you can't take her to jail. No? No. And you'd better be careful what you say about her. Is that so? Yes. You can't talk that way to her. Why? Because... Because why? Because, well, this girl, she's my wife. very used to climbing so many stairs. Six flights. It's only one more. Oh. Why should this happen to me? I don't even know why I said you were my wife. It just slipped out. Oh, I don't want to worry you. I, I can go away. But you can't. The gendarme took my address. He'll come to check up. And if he finds out I lied to him, I'll never become a street cleaner. If I could just stay, just until he comes and, and say I'm your wife. You'll search the records. Our marriage won't be listed. Can't you say we were married in Italy or somewhere? Well, that's an idea. You know, you have a good head. You have a good heart. Well, here we are. This is my garret. Well, how do you like it? It's lovely. Only one room, of course, but look at the view from my window. We're almost as high as a star. Well, when you work in the sewers all day, you, you want to be close to the stars at night. This is my back door. The window? Uh-huh. You see this plank? That takes me over to the next group when I want to visit my friends. Come on, I'll show you. Oh, no, please. Now, look. If you're going to stay here, you'll have to stop being afraid. And try. Good. Here, take my hand. Oh, that cat! That's only Grisette. Oh. Are you frightened of everything? Well, never mind. What do you think of my place? 
I think it's very much like... like heaven. Huh? Look here now. You're not taking this seriously, are you? You know, I only brought you here because I had to. Oh, yes, of course. You're not going to take advantage of me. Oh, no. I won't do that. Well, just so we understand each other. You'll find the bed quite comfortable. But what about you? I'll walk out my back door, cross my plank, and beg a bed from my friends. See you in the morning. Be careful. Good night. Good night, Chico. I like to do it, Chico. Did the gendarme call? No, not yet. Not yet. For me, Diane? This beautiful cake? For your birthday. Oh, it's much too nice to eat. Hmm. Any, uh, any visitors today? No, no. The gendarme didn't call, Chico. Very attractive, Diane. Am I, Chico? Yes, it's strange, but every day during the past three weeks you've become prettier and prettier. Oh, I'm, I'm so glad you think so. Well, I do think so. I I wonder what would happen if that gendarme never came. <laughs> Good evening, madame. I presume that you remember me? Yes, you, the gendarme. Yes, the gendarme who thought you were the girl from the cafe. I hope you've forgiven me, madame Chico. Yes, of course. Well, this is my first and last visit, madame. It's no fun to climb those six flights of steps. <laughs> well, good night, madame. And my compliments to your husband, monsieur Chico. Oh. 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 It's come. It's happened. It couldn't last. It couldn't. You're crazy to run up six flights of stairs like that. But I am a street cleaner, Frisson. The miracle has happened. Chico, there is something I have to tell you. Oh, later, Frisson. First, I must tell Diane the great news. Diane! Diane, I passed the test. Come out from behind that washroom curtain and feast your eyes on this remarkable street cleaner. Diane, do you hear me? I said. Frisson. Frisson, where is she? She is gone, Chico. Gone? Gone where? I don't know. She left an hour ago and she was crying. When will she be back? Who knows? Maybe she's gone for good, Chico. But she can't get along without me. She belongs here. I've got to find her, Frisson. I've got to find her and bring her home. of our Gulf Theater production, Seventh Heaven. In just a moment, the Gulf Curtain will rise on Act Two. While we're waiting, see if you don't agree with Bud Heaston, who says... I don't have to tell you that every make of automobile is different. You can tell that just by looking at the different models. Yes, and because they're different, they've got to be lubricated differently. 
That's why you should make a point this winter of getting your car serviced at your good Gulf dealers. Your good Gulf dealer is ready with those special Gulf Flex lubricants. And he has a special chart covering your particular make and model of car and telling exactly what points to lubricate and which of the five different Gulf Flex lubricants to use. Naturally, he'll give you winter-grade lubricants all around. For instance, in your differential and transmission, so that even in the coldest weather, your gears will always work easily. He'll go flex your chassis so that your car will steer easily and ride quietly and gently. So, especially now, during the winter, when the right kind of lubrication is more important than ever, stop at the sign of the Gulf Orange Disc and put your car in the hands of an expert, your neighborhood good Gulf dealer. Now the curtain of the Gulf Theater is ready to rise on the second act of Seventh Heaven, starring Tyrone Power as Chico and Annabella as Diane. It's a few hours later. Chico has found Diane, the cafe girl he rescued one night and took to his garret, and who ran away when she believed he no longer needed her. As our scene opens, Chico is taking... I might have been looking yet if luck hadn't been with me. Oh, please, Chico. Don't be angry. Why did you run away? Will you tell me that? The gendarme came at last. Now there is no need for me to pretend I am your wife. We'll talk about that when we get home. Oh, please, Chico. Let me go back. You are going to be something. I'll only drag you down. Nobody can drag me down. Understand? Yes, Chico. Only... Only nothing. Take my arm and walk beside me like a good, respectable wife. You want these men ahead to think that there's something between us? Yes, Chico. I mean, no, Chico. Good evening, comrade. Putting up a notice? Yes. You'd better read it, citizen. It's for all of us. Chico, it's a notice to mobilize. That means... Ah, exactly nothing. This is 1914. We're at peace. Just another scare. Come, we have something important to celebrate. Tomorrow I'll be a street cleaner and Paris will be more beautiful because of me. business to attend to. Know what I've got in this box? No. What is it? It's a... Well, it's... Well, why don't you open it? It's for you. For me? For me? Why? Why, it's a dress. It's a wedding dress. A wedding dress? For... For me? For who else? Oh, no. You can't mean... Oh, Chico. What is there to cry about? But you... You really want to marry me? Yes. Why? I don't know. You don't have to. I know I don't. Then, then I don't understand. You say you'll marry me, but you don't even... You don't... Now what's the matter? Oh, Chico, won't you say something? Say something? What? Just one word of love. To tell me you are not marrying me out of pity. You want me to make love to you? Oh, please... I feel like an idiot. I can't... Well, all right. Just this once, no more. Leanne, you're... You know... I mean, well, before there was Chico and there was Deanne. Now there's only one of us. One of us? You see, it's nothing but arithmetic. Oh, arithmetic? 
Oh, now you're crying again. You asked me to make love to you, and look what happened. All right, let, let's try it this way, then. Look. Me, Chico. You, Deanne. This, heaven. Say it again. Chico, Deanne, heaven. Say it again. Chico, Deanne. It is true. There is a heaven, and it's you. Well, perhaps. I'm a very remarkable fellow. Well, sometimes... Sometimes I could reach right out and touch the stars. And then again, I... Oh, look here, this is no time to waste mooning. You've got to be ready by noon. Noon? Certainly. That's when we're going to be married. Oh. You know something? I'm glad you're going to be my wife. My wife. Oh, say it again. My wife. And Deanne. Chico, oh, let us stay like this forever. Just like this, with your arms around me. I love you, Deanne. Oh, Chico, you said it. You said it all by yourself. Why do you get so many tears? I'm not used to being happy. It's funny. It helps. Chico, hold me close. No, closer. Closer. Chico, are you there? It's Frisson. Oh, the janitor. Come in, Frisson. A letter for you, Chico. The postman left it this morning. Oh, thank you. I'm sorry, Chico. Why is he sorry, Chico? Who is it from? It's from... From... No. No, it couldn't be. It's true, Diane. I'm called. I've got to go with all the others. What's the matter with me? I'm all wobbly inside. I'm shaking it. Deanne, I, I'm afraid. Afraid? But you told me not to be afraid. A moment ago, I owned the world, and now it's gone. That, that's why I'm afraid. Look at me, Chico. I will make you brave. You? Yes. I will be beautiful for you. And strong for you. And wise for you. Oh, I surprise myself with what I am. See what you have made of me. I, too, am a very remarkable fellow. Like you, Chico. Like you. Yes, but, but what about the wedding? There's no time now. I'll have to report at once. I must know that you are my wife. I... Deanne, do you believe in God? Yes. Since he brought you to me. If only I believed in him, we could be married now. Isn't it enough? You're wanting to believe in him? Perhaps. Look, Deanne. These silver medals that Father Chevillon gave me. We will marry ourselves with these. I'm an atheist, but I'll... I'll have to give God one more chance. Give me your hand. Dear God, perhaps you are here and perhaps you're not. But if there's any truth in the idea of you, please make this a true marriage. With this medal, I take you, Diane, for my wife. With this medal, I take you, Chico, for my husband. For my now we're married. I must go. Wait. I'll get my shoulder. No, no, no. Stand still. Don't move. I... I want to see you last like this. Listen. The church bell says it's 11. I will come to you every morning at this hour, Deanne. I promise that every day you'll feel me with you. Goodbye, Deanne. Oh, goodbye, Chico. Goodbye, heaven. <laughs> Oh, my God.
12 months and I'm still with you. I always will be. Chico, Deanne, heaven. Chico, Deanne, heaven. Chico, Deanne, heaven. Chico, Deanne, heaven. Eleven o'clock. Two years, Chico. And you are still safe here in my heart. Chico, Deanne, heaven. Chico, Deanne, heaven. Three years gone. Wait for me, Diane. I'll come back to you. Chico, Diane. Chico, Diane. Chico, Diane. Oh! Chico, what is it? This, this pain in my heart. Chico, you all right? Yes. Yes, you must be all right. You're still with me, Chico. I can feel you here. Chico, Diane, heaven. Chico, Diane, heaven. Chico, Diane, heaven. She's firing. It must be. The honesty. Oh, come in, come in. Hello, Dion. I was just getting everything ready to celebrate the armistice when my Chico gets here. Dion. Look, I'm cooking onion soup for him. My child. Doesn't it smell good? His lunch will be ready by noon. Could he be here by then? They don't just walk home the minute it's over, Dion. You mean it might be a few days? Perhaps longer than that. Oh, no. I've waited for four years. Dion, you must listen to me. I just came from the war office. They were putting up the casualty lists. Chico's name was on the list. You mean he's been hurt? No, Dion. Killed in action. Killed? Several weeks ago. The lists are always late. Oh, no, Father. It couldn't be. He was alive yesterday. He came to me. I didn't want to tell you until I was sure. But, but he can't be dead. He's come to me every day, just as before. Remember what Chico taught you, my child. Courage. Then he didn't come yesterday. No, the other day. I just imagined that he came. He will always be with you, Diane. Chico, Jan, heaven. And I was so sure... Oh, what nonsense. What childish nonsense. God has not forgotten, my child. Look at those crowds down there on the street. In a few minutes more, the armistice will take effect. That means that thousands of men need not die today or tomorrow. Can't you thank God for that? He died for his country. Chico, stay! Let us pray, my child. Almighty no. God. For four years, I believed that God was protecting us. 
But there is nothing. It's all false. Chico was right. There is no God. There is nothing. Nothing. Eleven o'clock. Chico, beyond heaven. Chico, beyond. He's alive. Father Chavignon is alive. I know it. He's here. He's here. He's... I came upstairs so carefully, I I wanted to surprise you. Deanne, where are you? I'm right here, Chico. Here beside you. Oh, Deanne. Chico, what is it? Oh, you aren't. Deanne, they can never take you from me. My eyes are still filled with you, Deanne. They tried to make me believe you were dead. Not me, Deanne. I'll never die. I'm too smart for them. And I'll see again, too. You'll find out. They can't keep me blind. I tell you, I'm a very remarkable fellow. Chico! Chico! Thank you, Annabella and Tyrone Power. Or should I say, thank you, Mr. and Mrs. Power. You were really splendid. Tyrone and I have always wanted to do Seven Heaven together, Roger. Thank you and girls for the opportunity. You know, Annabella, the last time I saw you and Tyrone was at the premiere of Ty's new picture, The Marco Zorro, which incidentally was some picture. Oh, I'll say it was. Boy, I never knew you could handle a sword the way you did in that picture, Ty. <laughs> and the way you rode a horse. See, uh, what's the secret of riding a horse like that? Well, there's no secret, bud. You just uh, sit in the saddle and pray to stay there, then. Oh. Well, the sitting part I can do, but the staying there, that's another story. <laughs> well, no thanks. I'll stick to my automobile. Horses are too much trouble. Yeah, but an automobile can give you trouble, too, can't it? Well, of course, a car can give you trouble. In the wintertime, for instance. Now, just imagine how you'd feel on a freezing winter morning when you're in a hurry to drive off to work or to go downtown to do your Christmas shopping, and your car wouldn't start. Boy, would you be mad. Well, to help keep that from happening to you, just remember two things. One, quick-starting Gulf No-Knox gasoline for your gas tank. Two, Gulf Pride motor oil for your crankcase. Gulf Pride because it's always free-flowing. It always helps your motor turn over instead of holding it back, as some motor oils do in cold weather. And Gulf No-Knox gasoline because it fires instantly, even in a stone-cold cylinder. So remember, just so you won't get caught with a car that won't start... Ask your good Gulf dealer for Gulf's quick-starting twins, Gulf Pride motor oil, and Gulf No-Knox gasoline. Now a word about next week's Gulf Screen Guild Theater program. Next week, Gulf brings you a special Christmas broadcast, a most unusual Christmas show featuring Anatole France's famous story, The Juggler of Notre Dame with two of Hollywood's greatest stars, Nelson Eddy and Ronald Coleman. So be sure that your whole family and your friends as well listen to our special Christmas broadcast from the stage of the Gulf Screen Guild Theater next Sunday. Until then, this is Roger Pryor speaking for your neighborhood good Gulf dealer. Take it easy. 
easy this winter. You don't have to worry about heating your home when you use Gulf Furnace Oil. You know that you'll get full heating value from every dollar and prompt, reliable delivery. Phone your nearest Gulf office or your Gulf Furnace Oil dealer. Don't forget next week the Gulf Theater Christmas program. Ronald Coleman and Nelson Eddy in The Juggler of Notre Dame. Bud Easton speaking. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System.